Welcome to Living by Faith, your bright start to your weekend. I'm your host, Trillia Newbell. My hope is that Living by Faith will help us do just that, live by faith and trust the Lord with your everyday life and needs. One of our greatest needs that we might forget is one another. That means we need each other. We need community to run this race. When I first became a Christian, one of the first things that the Lord did was give me friends to run the race of faith with. I was a part of a discipleship group that turned into lifelong friends. So what happens when you get a group of women in a room to discuss life and the gospel? Talking. Lots of talking and questions. More questions than you can imagine. Why? Because we need each other, and sometimes life can be confusing and include insurmountable circumstances. During my time, um, during my time in settings like this, I'm reminded of the importance of discipleship. Discipleship can take on many forms. It can be as simple as inviting someone into your kitchen for fellowship to organize a normally scheduled lunch. However, It looks, however you do it, it involves honesty, seeking advice, and scripture, and someone willing to do all of the above. The preacher in Ecclesiastes writes, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has no one to lift him up. He is writing about the vanity of trying to work alone as a means to outdo one another. But labors aren't the only benefit of working together. Two are also better than one as we live out our faith in Christ. We really need each other, though we often try to go at it alone. We truly need reproof and instruction, though we seldom seek it out. This is one reason, of many reasons, discipleship is so important. Here are three simple benefits to discipleship and these discipling relationships. It builds humility. Oh man, does it build humility? When you're telling people the real you, it will build humility. It also helps you to to confess and to receive correction. It does, discipleship unites us with fellow believers. This beautiful unity that we see that in the scriptures, we get to display it to the world. And discipleship equips us for faithfulness, for walking out and living by faith. This is why I'm so excited to have on the show my two dearest, likely longest friends, And these women who I met right after I gave my life to the Lord at the age of 22, Lillian Prince and Amy Maples. Lillian, she lives in Knoxville, Tennessee with her husband and four children. She is a homemaker and leads her church's design and decoration team um, and is heavily involved in their women's ministry. She loves reading the word, hosting a crowd, cooking new things, arranging flowers, exploring God's creation and sketching it along the way. She is a beautiful photographer. I want to add that too. Amy, she is she was born and raised in Indiana, but took a break 
from the cornfields for 15 years in Tennessee, which is where I got to know her, where she went to college, got married, and had children. She's now back home, and she spends most of her time homeschooling and raising her and her husband, Travis's four kids. She loves Jesus and God's word with all her heart, reading classic books and sitting on her back porch with Travis and some of those, those are just some of her favorite things. So I love these girls. I love these women. And I want to start by one saying hello, but I'd love to kick it to you, Lillian. And I love to hear people's testimonies. Would you share your testimony with us? So growing up, my family was very involved in church. My dad um, was a pastor of a Chinese church in Nashville, Tennessee. So we were at church all the time. We were at church three times a week, sometimes four times a week. And so as a young girl growing up in that, I actually didn't love going to church. It was, we were always the first ones there and the last ones to leave. And we were just always there, but it was such a good thing for me, despite that, just to see how my family, um, especially my parents, love the Lord, love the gospel, wanted to share the gospel, be a part of people's lives have fellowship. And so I was at a very young age, I got baptized um, because I just wanted the approval of my, my parents, I think. But it wasn't probably until I was in middle school that I believe that I really was saved and became a Christian. It was probably around fifth or sixth grade and just all of the things in middle school that seemed to go wrong in those years kind of were going wrong for me. So didn't have many friends, um, you know, was made fun of, bickered with my siblings, things like that that are just kind of catastrophic when you're that age. And I distinctly remember um, at one point after school going home and just going into the bathroom and crying out to the Lord. And I, I didn't know it at the time because I really did believe I was a Christian prior to that. I didn't know at the time, but I was actually praying kind of the sinner's prayer, just Um, confessing that I needed Jesus and I wanted to live for him. Um, And I remember after praying that, having a very physical experience I've I've never felt since then. And what it was is that as soon as I prayed it, it just felt like I had maybe just like a ton of bricks that were on my back that were lifted. Like the weight Mm. was pulled, you know, physically of course, I don't have a ton of bricks on my back, but it felt like that to the point of, I even, I remember taking a breath, like, you know, as if someone's like pushing on you and you just all of a sudden can breathe. Like, I remember that feeling and I thought, I remember opening my eyes after I prayed and I thought that was weird and getting up to walk to my bedroom. And I really felt like I was floating. Of course I wasn't, but it just <laughs> thinking back on it now, I just think it was just the weight of sin was so heavy, you know, Mm. and just having a new heart, just that physical feeling. Of course, not everyone can relate to that, but I just distinctly remember. And so when I, of course, at the time still did thought that I was just a a, kind of a, a weird experience. But as soon as that happened, I remember just looking in nature and seeing it as if I'd never seen it before, which was kind of crazy. Like my, my mom was like, what is wrong with her? But just almost like as if I was wearing tinted sunglasses and someone took them off. And I, I was just like, look at the sky, look at the, gra-. you know, just like, <laughs> and how old believe. were you, Phil? 
so middle school. Middle so, school, okay. Um, I have a middle schooler now, so probably you know, 11, 12, something like okay, that. Okay, okay. Um, and so just other things like, you know, if, if there was like, if someone cursed, it kind of like, oh, it could hurt me. You know, it just, there was definite changes in my heart and, and, and how I saw the world. And then coming into college in the time when we met and also with Amy, that was just a season where the Lord just illuminated scripture to me, like big time. Like I just remember yeah. just reading the word and just like all of a sudden, like I understood it like completely and fully. I was so hungry for it. And then just being around other believers, you know, about around you ladies and, you know, the ministry we were involved in and the church and just like, just growing like so much. So, yeah. So if that, if I could say in a nutshell, my conversion of just how I grew up, you know, when I was saved and then just growing in sanctification, um, so I think that would probably be the best way to to share my testimony. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. And of course, I know it. But it's so good for <laughs> other people to hear, you know, yeah. to hear, oh, okay, this is what mm-hmm. it was, could be an experience of growing up in the church and then mm-hmm. and, and feeling like you've got to earn your favor and doing these things to mm-hmm. please your parents. So that's so, so, yeah, absolutely relatable. Amy, how about you? Well, I have a similar uh, beginning, um, being just raised in a Christian home with loving parents that just bring you to church all the time and are, you know, just um, teaching you the Word of God from a young age. And I just remember not being able to really hear the things that were being preached. Um, so I think there was a deadness there, you know, just I wasn't born again yet. Yeah. So it was all around me, but I didn't really see it. I mean, I'm sure I, you know, I was taking a lot in there, just all the scripture I was learning and things. But I just remember, you know, looking back now, it was kind of like the adults in Charlie Brown, you know, the want, 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 <laughs> you know, where you go to, yeah. you know, your children's ministry classes or youth group. And I literally couldn't, I just couldn't even remember what we talked about. I couldn't, yeah. like, I just, it wasn't sinking in. It wasn't hitting me at all. Um, but, you know, there was so many good things happening all around me that, um, you know, the Lord was just using all those things as seeds, even though I was not aware at the time of what was happening. I was, you know, seeing my dad share the gospel everywhere we went, gas stations, wherever. He just had to share with everybody about yeah. Jesus and my mom, too, raising us to love God and his word. Um, but really, ultimately, I think it, I think I was born again when I went to a youth camp a youth conference with my youth group. And uh, I think it, it just, I'm, not, I'm actually not really sure what happened. I just know that I came back a completely different person. Um, so I don't know that I ever, I mean, I know that I never prayed the sinner's prayer at that point, but um, somehow I was born again because I came back and suddenly all of those old songs that were so annoying to me that my parents would listen to every single day, Twyla Paris and all these other old Christian singers um, that were popular back then. I just, I hated it. It was so annoying. And suddenly it was all I wanted to listen to. I mm. just remember I was 16. So, you know, I could, I had my license and I just remember just weeping mm. everywhere I went, just listening to these songs about Jesus. And it just suddenly, it was all I wanted to listen to and just meditate on um, this, who God was and that he loved me and, so at that point, God definitely got my attention and um, showed me how awesome he was. And I just, 
at that point was like, I, there is nothing more wonderful and worthwhile I could do with my life than live for him. Um, and so, of course, since then, there's the hills and valleys, ups and downs. But I really have not looked back since then. Um, and I could echo what Lillian said that just going to college and being in friendship with you guys and in the, you know, just learning together and, uh, in the church we were in, um, we really delved into the scriptures together and learned so much and grew so much in our faith and in so many ways. And so through all the ups and downs, we just continue to grow together. So I guess that's Mm. my testimony. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And what is so encouraging and sweet to me is that we all have different testimonies. I didn't become a Christian until the age of 22. And so I came in with no knowledge whatsoever. I couldn't even tell you what the gospel was, but Jesus captured my heart, captured Lillian's and Amy's. More when we come back. Welcome back to Living by Faith. I'm your host, Trillia Newbell, and we are be we are talking about discipleship groups, but we started out by talking about discipleship um, testimonies. So testimonies of how the Lord saved my friends, my dear friends, Lillian Prince and Amy Maples. And we are we we knew each other before we were Prince and Maples and Newbell, but that's another story. But anyways, that's kind of funny. But um, yeah, so one of the things that I love about our testimony is that we all kind of came in loving Jesus, so loving Jesus, but different. And we're different in so many different ways, um, both all the culturally we're different, ethnic differences, but also our, our general coming to faith was different, but yet the Lord in his kindness united us because that's what the gospel does. It just breaks barriers and it unites people. And we, and, and we all, I don't know, I often say, Amy, and I don't know if this was right or not, but that we started out, I think you were actually supposed to be discipling us or at least discipling me. And then it turned into Mm -hmm. a friendship. Is that right? (laughs) Maybe. That sounds vaguely familiar. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, we I don't were think part that of a... lasted. I think we we really all just discipled each other. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Well, I mean, eventually, I do believe that we, but but how it started, and I, and there's a point to this. I think that often, um, you just never know how the Lord what 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 the Lord's going to do. But absolutely, we were in a an accountability group together, equally mm-hmm. um, encouraging one another. But I believe I do believe you were uh, on a staff. And um, and uh, discipling me at first. I, I don't know. Maybe that's just in my head. But with that said, I would love to hear how you all, um, what what you thought of those younger years of the discipleship group. What were some of the benefits that you saw of it? Lillian, you can go first. So, um, oh, man, I so that would have been the first time I would have been a part of something like that. So it was also very just like, okay, we're going to do this thing. And what, yeah, what do I say? Yeah. What do I, you know, you just kind of are like, because up until then, I I was not really even had a good Christian friend that I would share things with. So it just right. to sit and I would just, I remember the first couple of times thinking, now, do I just talk? Like, you want to know my favorite <laughs> color? Or, you know, I was just like, what do we talk about? Um, 
so coming into it, just really just new, new, you know, like fresh, like had no idea, like, what does it even look like for me coming into that? That's how I, but then as we met and we were very faithful to just on this certain day of, I don't know if it was once a week or every other week, we would just, we would do a time and a place. And, you know, even at the time we were friends, but it's not like we were like bosom buddies, you know? So it was also a kind of stepping out in faith, like, I'm going to come and I'm going to be at this, meet with these girls and we're going to talk and share. And I don't know what that's going to look like. So for me at first, it was kind of intimidating because for me, I thought these women are so godly. Like what? I'm, they're just going to be helping me. (laughs) (laughs) But as you go into it, it's, it's kind of a testimony too. like, you don't have to do this with like, your very best friend. Yes. You know, yes. you don't have to like, just be like, or, you know, cause we can be tempted to think I don't have any good Christian girlfriends to sh- like share things with, but you can, if it is someone who loves the Lord, like that's all like, let's meet, let's share. And so for me, the benefit was, well, just first learning how to be transparent. Yes. And that word was, I had to learn, like, what does that mean? And just really what that means is just, that I would humble myself, you know, and say, guys, I I need help. I need prayer or this thing's going on or share, an, you know, something exciting or encouraging that I would yeah. be open to share and open to receive input. And really, it's all based on, you know, the word of God. We're not just like going on a whim of feelings, but it was like that we were, the accountability part is, is that we are being there for one another, but we're also looking to God's word to right. say, okay, well, yeah. like, you know, we don't, I don't know the answer. Do you know the answer? Well, let's look at God's word and let's pray about this and let's pray with each other. So for me, that experience just really showed me what does it look like to fellowship with someone? You know, what does it look like to be transparent and humble? And just what does it look like to be a different kind of friend? So like a friend of the world is different than just a friend who is like a, you know, a Christian Mm. friend. It's just Mm -hmm. totally different. And I had no context for that. So that was a great time for me to just really learn like, okay, maybe none of us know the answer to this or or all of us are are doing, you know, needing help in this, but it's not, you know, that's not the point. And the point isn't like that we are help. The point is we're like, growing in Christ together, we're coming together, we're sharing, we're being, and through that grows a really rich friendship that is unlike anything else. When you, when you fellowship with the fellow believer and you share and you pray and you wrestle through things and over time that, that kind of a friendship is, oh, it's so special and it's so unique and Mm -hmm. so dear and precious. And it's what makes us still after years, we could pick up and, and the phone, yeah. Act, you know, like like nothing else happened, you know, um, and that's just something that we have that it's very special in Christ. Amen. So. It is so special, and you know, it's so interesting, Lillian, <laughs> to hear. First of all, <laughs> I don't know how and why I never asked this question of you before because I had no idea you were experiencing that that way. But of course, you were. I was the newest, <laughs> so Amen. You know, so you had your dear friend. Um, Melanie, I'm not sure, uh, you yeah. know, that was your yeah. best friend. Okay. And then yes. Amy had a group of friends and those were her friends. Yeah. And then I was new. So you were yes. my friends. <laughs> I, 
didn't know anyone. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, these are my friends now. And, but gosh, what? So first of all, thank you both. Wow. It's just, I didn't, I didn't even think about that kind of dynamic that you're, hey, Mm -hmm. we're going to meet in this with these three people who don't really know each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're going, to, we're going to now spill our guts and yeah. we're going to pray, you know, and which we in, eventually did. And we're going to pray together and we're just doing this. We're, we're growing together and wow, what a, what a blessing. And so I, I hearing you say that Lillian, I just want to say thank you. Thank you both for doing that because it didn't, I've never thought about the sacrifice and kind of the oddness of it all. Um, but, but I hope it encourages our listeners. If you are looking for a group, step out in faith and ask, you have no idea how the Lord will provide. And we can't, as we've talked about so many times on, um, this program, we cannot run this race alone. And so, uh, yeah. And, just as a reminder, Lil and Amy, it was Friday nights and it was spaghetti. Yes. Remember, we'd have spaghetti yes. and yes. and sparkling oh, yeah. and yes. sparkling wine. Yeah. <laughs> like Always. fake wine. Grape sparkling juice. Yes. <laughs> it wasn't real wine. But anyways, and so Amy, how did how what were some of the benefits <laughs> for you? Oh man. Totally forgot about the very beginning because it went on for so many years, but it's all I coming did. back to me now. This, yeah. this spaghetti and just, oh my goodness, such good memories. Um, some of the benefits for me, I would say, are just just a constant encouragement of those times. And I think about what formative years those are, the college years and the young adult years, so formative. And because you guys just treasure God's word and we're in God's word faithfully, we were able to really encourage each other with the things that came up. So you guys were both so understanding of any struggle I ever had, such compassion, which is huge, because I don't know if I would have felt the comfortability to fully pour my heart out if that was missing. If you guys were judgmental, or you were gossipy, or any of those things, I would have held some things back. You know, I just wouldn't have, I would have, I think that's probably, I would have thought, well, maybe they'll be talking about me to other people or something, you know, but, um, so that, that was one of the benefits to me was just, um, being able to trust that you guys were for me and that you were not, um, going around talking behind my back. (laughs) So that trust there was just, um, so just encouraging and, um, so that I could fully jump in and fully receive the encouragement and not be distracted with thoughts of just, okay, I'm sharing this or, you know, what are they thinking? I just could jump in and yeah. receive your encouragement that was coming from um, a place of understanding, but also, hey, God is with you, Amy. Keep going. Look, Listen to what his word says about this. And mm. um, so that encouragement I don't know if that all makes sense, but the encouragement that comes from that, those trusting the, the trust that was built and also the, the encouragement from God's word. Yes. You know, this is so interesting and I hadn't thought of this either, but if you are in a environment where gossip is, is a tendency, you, you can't, it will be very hard 
to to love one another where you cannot love people you're talking about. And God calls right. us to love him with all our hearts, mind, and strength and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And if you are gossiping about your neighbor, well, it's an unhealthy church. And I would say, um, of course, no, there is zero church that's perfect. We know this. One, one aspect is in that culture is that I don't remember a culture of gossip. So I'm mm-hmm. thankful for that. I've never even thought about that, um, that – so we, I would never have thought to take your your news or your your struggles and then go tell someone else. That's such an interesting thing, and I think it's because it it wasn't a part of the culture. So so for for the listeners and for maybe if you're a pastor or you're a leader, it's so important to have a culture that's safe for for communicating the hard things, mm-hmm. um, and 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 that will instill I. I in your your people hopefully i mean <laughs> there is no doubt in my mind that i have gossiped there's just no doubt so i'm not I, i'm not holding uh, myself or us up i i do think that when you have a safe place like that um you're able to be transparent you're able to be honest and open and and it's it's scary otherwise. And you won't have people to walk in the light, which ultimately what we want. We, we want to be able to walk in the light and um, submit our lives to the Lord. And, and so, Amy, it's interesting that, and that that was such a highlight for you, but that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It makes complete and right. total sense. And when we come back, I want to talk about transparency because that I think was one of the biggest benefits for me. And I think it it kind of it leads into what we're, what we're talking about with gossip and and how safe environments help us to be transparent more when we return Welcome back to Living by Faith. I'm your host, Trillia Newbell, and we are talking with Lillian Prince and Amy Maples about discipleship. These are some of my dearest, longest friends, and we did a discipleship group together. I called it an accountability group. Most people know it as discipleship groups, but but this is what we did. We got together every other week, and we shared our life. We we're transparent, we were open, we were honest. And so we are talking about, okay, how do you do that in a community? And as we were talking, we talked about some of the benefits. And one benefit for me is that today, as of right now, it is not hard for me to confess sin. It's just not, I don't think, oh, I have to, I need to hide this. I can, I can say it because I, in that group was, I, I had built a muscle of sharing the hard things. Now, here's the thing. With Lillian and Amy, I would receive truth, but a whole lot of grace. And so it was easy to share. How about you guys? Amy, we'll start with you. You, Because you talked a lot uh, um, in this last segment about gossip and how gossip would have hindered your your sharing. But did it also build a muscle for sharing? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the more you share and the more others share, the more you're apt to continue doing so and more so. And so as, you know, as we progress and our lives are taking more serious turns or getting 
jobs and getting married and having kids and all these things, we have bigger questions or bigger things that come up that feel a little weightier sometimes. And um, so, yeah, I, I definitely think that um, starting with, you know, I'm anxious about exams. I don't remember what our struggles were back then, but those things that in college maybe, and, and you know, I, I'm, I'm sure we went through some for real things. I, I just don't remember exactly. But <laughs> I remember. You know, I remember some, but we, we won't talk about those right now. <laughs> <laughs> Good idea. So, um, but as we went, you know, as we got older, yeah, we just had developed such a comfortability with that. So absolutely. What about you, Lillian? Did, had, did, that, did you have the same kind of experience? I think so. Well, you know, when, when you're trans we're talking about transparency and sharing it's it it, it does I, I love that you talk about a muscle because it is like building a muscle but then it's also you're exercising and in the same sense just faith in the gospel because because what you're doing especially if you're like say say we're talking about maybe i'm confessing a struggle or a sin you know, say like I I struggle with just being angry, and it's really you know that that maybe something I bring to the I, I need help, ladies, help me. But for me to even say that to recognize it, I'm also recognizing, okay, I'm a sinner. I I you know to to say it to say it to someone if it's it's one thing if I think to myself, oh, I was I was angry again, you know. But to come to someone and say even if it wasn't against you that I sinned against, but I really struggle with being, to say it, like you're confessing it, you know, you're bringing it to the light. Um, And then also as you do that, you're also recognizing, okay, I am a sinner. Jesus died for the sin. I need help. I need continual help. I will always be struggling with this, but you're also stepping out in faith saying, you know, I am also forgiven in this, but I need, I need help from other people to be able to look and, and encourage me and say, man, because over time we do grow and think are sanctified. So over yes. time, you know, we could sit across each other and say, oh my goodness, you have grown so much. Like, remember when we used to struggle with this and we've just seen, so, like, you can see the timeline, the time lapse of that, but it really starts with that transparency where you're just able to say, okay, I like to it's it's once it's so hard like that first when you you talk about the muscle but you know when you work out the very yeah. first time you work out and it's so hard you're like sore all over you're like why did I why did I do that you know it's kind of the same when we're transparent when we're sitting and confessing sin or sharing something that very first time is like it's so hard to pull it out it's so it is, hard yeah. to like say it you know and to say I need help in this. Uh, it, but then just like working out, the more you exercise your body, it's so easy and you could put more weight on. You can mm-hmm. work out longer. It's the same as we're transparent and confessing and sharing. At first, it might be weird and hard and uncomfortable, but over time, you don't even think about it. Like, I, you know, now we have four kids and we've trained our children to just like be transparent, be humble, confess sin. And we're confessing sin to each other constantly and asking for forgiveness constantly and asking for it's just it's just a it's a it's like breathing you don't even think about it just like amy said you just over time it just becomes easy and it serves us as believers because we want to be in fellowship and it's hard to fellowship if we're not sharing you know what's what's going on you know what's really happening um 
Yeah. We can't help yeah. each other. Absolutely. First John um, 1, 5 says, This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, <laughs> and his word is not in us. And all throughout John, you just see this call of, of one, the love of God, and that it's it's a cleansing, like it is his grace, it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. And so when we are confessing, we're not sitting around, I just want to make it clear to those listening, Amy, Lily, Lillian, and I didn't sit around depressed, like banging each other over the... No, <laughs> yeah. no, it was not. We laughed It was lot. not that. We, we laughed, laughed a, a whole lot. lot. Yeah. Yeah, we, we laughed a whole lot. We, we were happy. <laughs> um, with our happiness, though, it led it with that. I think it's because we were, we experienced freedom. We, we didn't mm-hmm. have to fake it. We didn't have to wear a mask. We could be real and honest and free, which I do believe walking in the light allows for. So we, I remember, Amy doesn't remember. I remember some things we confessed <laughs> because mm-hmm. I've, it's, <laughs> And they were some embarrassing things. We were really honest, guys. And so, and because of that, because of that, I think it's, it allows for freedom and grace and walking in the light mm-hmm. and joy because that's what God has in store for us. And he mm-hmm. wants us to walk in the light. And so I believe that's why we were able to also carry each other's burdens, which we haven't even talked yeah. about. But we were able to do that. And, and I think it's available to anyone. Um, and if people can, can find their group in their local church who, where they can mm-hmm. um, encourage and, and sharpen one another, you need each other. Mm-hmm. And, right. and it's, yeah, it's something that I, I just found a huge benefit. And so now I call our family a repenting family. <laughs> Because mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we 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 yeah. are bumping into each other all the time with sin, and the Lord mm-hmm. in His kindness allows us to confess and repent and to love one another. So, so that I think is the ultimate goal is not so that we are just walking around filling the weight of mm-hmm. our sin. That Lillian just said her testimony when she heard the gospel, that weight was lifted. Mm-hmm. And so, as we're running that race, as we are, we we continue to put off that weight, right? We continue to shed that weight of sin and enjoy God's grace so that we can Mm. run with endurance. And we need each other to do it. And the Lord in Mm -hmm. his kindness can, can do that. And so I imagine that there's someone listening right now who's alone and feels alone. And, um, and you, you may need, need prayer. Um, I, I want you to, you can email me living by faith at moody.edu. Email me. I will be happy to pray for you. That's livingbyfaith at moody.edu. If you feel weighed down and alone, but also I want to encourage you to reach out to your pastor, reach out to your women's ministry leader, reach out to someone and tell them because you do not ever have to walk alone. The Lord 
in his kindness can provide. We have more when we return. Welcome back to Living by Faith with Trillia Newbell. I am so happy and excited and thankful to be talking to Lillian and Amy, my longtime friends. And actually, they are featured in my very first book. I have had the blessing and joy of having a long writing ministry. And my very first book was called United, captured by God's vision for diversity. And I don't, do y'all remember that you have words in that yes. book. <laughs> yeah, I do remember. It's so fun. It's just so fun. Anyway, so I just, when I do something, I'm just like, hey, Lil Amy, I'm just going to bring you along with me. Do you mind? <laughs> I have a radio show. Do you want to be on? And they are so gracious to to join me. And, and the reason is, is that they're just an important part of my life. They've been an important part of my walk with Jesus. I am pretty certain I would have been floundering and I don't even maybe even left not the faith because Jesus finishes the good work he began but I don't know I would have been floundering had I not had those relationships at the beginning as I mentioned at the the start of this our testimonies are so different I became a Christian at the age of 22 and I I don't know if I I didn't I couldn't have told you where Galatians was in the Bible and who wrote it? I mean, I just didn't know anything. Well, which that's probably, that may be more complicated than <laughs> that maybe wasn't the best example, but, but yeah. And so I, I just didn't know a lot of, about um, the Lord and, and all I knew is that I needed him and that he mm-hmm. saved me. And, and that was all I needed to know at the, but I wanted to know more. I'm, I'm about to follow Jesus. So, um, so anyways, in his gracious kindness, he also gave me you two friends, but we're all now, we've moved away. We're all in different places. I'm in the Nashville area, Lillian's in Knoxville, and Amy is in Indiana, near Chicago-y kind of thing. <laughs> and so and so, now that we're a we're adults and we have children who are going to college, which is stupid. And <laughs> it's just so crazy. It's so crazy. What, yep. what, yeah. What is, what does that foundation, how did that foundation of um, kind of discipleship and growing in, in that community help you in this stage of life? Amy, you can go first. Oh, goodness. Um well, I think during that time, um, God's word became such a treasure to me. Um, so I think that that has carried on, that his word is still my treasure. And it's always the thing that I need most and that is, you know, needs to be in my focus, you know, to thrive and to, you know, to just experience the joy and peace in the Lord instead of getting my eyes on myself um, and being discouraged by you know, things that are around me. So just that, I think the, the development of that, just hunger and love for God's word during that time. Um, I'm not sure. Let's see. How about, Oh, that's okay. (laughs) Yeah, I won't go on. 
No, yeah, you, you're no, you can go on. I was just relieving, releasing you from feeling like you had to have a perfect answer. But yes, I think that's, <laughs> yeah, I, that's, that's right. I mean, I think a hunger for his word, mine definitely started at the, when I started the accountability group because I didn't know anything. And so, and every now and then, I mean, I was growing very rapidly. The Lord, I mean, I dove in, <laughs> I dove mm-hmm. in and, um, but I, I wanted to know everything and I wanted to understand. And, and, um, I remember, uh, Amy, you were just so gracious. So I did, I wanted to know, well, what, what does this grace look like? And Lillian, you, and were so compassionate. And, and mm-hmm. so I wanted to grow in compassion and a love for people. And, and then, and I, I think I was strong in faith. And so those are the, mm-hmm. those were some of the differences and, and, and yeah, so I think that kind of thing lingers on for a long time. How about you, Lillian? Was there is there anything that that? Hmm. Yeah. Oh gosh, so many things. I mean, definitely, like Amy said about growing in the Word, because we just had, I mean, we had so much time. We didn't think we did. I when know, we were right? College, but we had so much time. We did. And so that just having mm-hmm. the time to really foster that. But I think uh, also for me was. Because prior to college, I just, I didn't really invest in friendships with with girls. Girls, yeah. I hung yep. out with them, with like other ladies. I just, I don't know. It was just, it was hard to find good girlfriends because you have like, you know, um, girls Some can be gossipy. You know, all the, of course, these are friends that aren't Christians. And I just, so so then to be during our time together, to really see, like, this is such a gift, you know, to, to be able to sit across women and, you know, women relate, obviously, in different ways. We could uh, just, we cry together, we pray together, we laugh, you yeah. know, we want to talk all the time, all the things. But I think um, mm-hmm. that really opened my eyes to what a treasure it is to foster relationships with women, because that's kind of what was missing mm-hmm in my life. And I just saw like, why have I not been doing this? Like, it's such Mm. a gift. And so even now, you know, even after leaving college, like I was during college, you know, of course we were doing that, Mm. but then I would also seek relationships with other women, like very intentional to be, if I did not know a young lady, I just Mm -hmm. let's like, how can I get to know her? I want to, you know, because there's so much you can learn from another woman. And so mm-hmm. now as an adult, oh man, I treasure having, you know, I don't, I don't, I currently don't meet like every Friday with a group of ladies, right. like how we yes. did. but I still have some friends, some girlfriends from um, our church community that I just, we just treasure our time together. It's such a unique, special thing that the Lord mm-hmm. has provided. And so mm-hmm. had I, I think, had we not had that special time, I don't know. I mean, of course, I think the Lord would have shown me over time. But during that time where I had a lot of time in my young years, I don't know if I would have fostered that or seen it as what a treasure it is. It's such a special, special thing. Uh, yeah. Yes. Well, can I add to that? Absolutely. Um, Yeah, Lil, it's funny, right before you said that, I thought, oh, the model of friendship that I feel like I experienced through that time. And so that kind of, I guess, is exactly or pretty much what you were saying is just um, what was developed there. It was kind of uh, something that 
after we all moved apart and, and, you know, I'm in a new state back in my home state and I'm thinking, well, that's what I want. That is what yes. I want again, because that mm-hmm. felt invaluable to me, to my Christian yeah. walk and just to, just to life in general, it was just such a joy. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, just, I just needed that and, yeah. and looked for that. And, and, and of course, like you said, it, it it's intentional. It's it's something that has to be cultivated. We didn't start as best mm-hmm. friends. Yeah. Um, right. We kind of we saw something in each other and thought, you know what, let's do this. And yeah. God just <laughs> developed such a beautiful friendship mm-hmm. yes. between the three of us. But it it really did kind of develop this. A model seems like a weird thing to say about a friendship because you know. Right. <laughs> but yes, you're you exactly know, right. Because friendship is is more organic, but. But there is an intentional component to it that um, that I feel like I, I gained from that time, you know, seeing how, how that developed made me want to say, okay, I'm in a new place now. How can I have those same kind of friendships here? Because it was right. so encouraging and so life-giving, and I want that here too. So I had to make a little right. effort, but I do have some of those friendships now here too as well, you know. But absolutely. And that's actually that. I mean, that's why I have you guys on this show. I'm kind of, you know how Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. I do believe there was something very special. And um, and it, it it did reflect, I think, this the beauty of unity that God has for us and what it looks mm-hmm. like to um, to encourage one another because the days are evil, what it looks like to build each other up and to to help each other um, grow in godliness. So I, I, all, all of your answers were the exact same answers I would give. <laughs> the Lord <laughs> was so kind. He was so kind to mm-hmm. help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, mm-hmm. I believe my hunger for God's word is a reflection of that time. And absolutely. Uh, I, I was just thinking about some of the discipleship relationships I have right now, and it's modeled after our time. Mm-hmm. And so there, yeah, absolutely. The Lord is so good and so faithful. Well, Lillian and Amy, you guys, we, we got to make this an in-person thing next time. I, I yes. just absolutely, yep. this is so I fun. Agree. <laughs> It's just it's such a joy. It it is time. It's way past time. It is such a joy. So I would like to thank my guests, Lillian Prince and Amy Maples, for joining me today. Also, thanks to the behind the scenes team at Moody Radio, my producer. Karen Hendren and my engineer Courtney Young. To hear today's program again, you'll find it at livingbyfaithradio.org or on the Moody Radio app. You may also connect with us through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Trillia Newbell. Living by Faith is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.